Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hello. Welcome to another Monday Guitar Motivation. Hopefully you're doing good today. Let me know that you can hear me and see me okay. Both my voice here, which should be working. And that as well. Benjamin is here. How you doing? Sean from the UK is here. Very nice. Thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. So we already have a bunch of people in here, which is great. All right. So again, I hope your weekend was good. I hope this week is going to be good for you. Today we're going to be talking a bit more about bending, but I am going to incorporate another idea in here today as well. Hey, Ryan, so glad you're here. Brian is here. Yuha is here. Christopher is here from Sweden. Awesome. Sra from Denmark is here. Very cool. We have people all over the world here. This is always great. Thank you so much for taking time out to hang out with me. Kelly is here. Good to see you, Kelly. Glad you're here. So let's go ahead and get started. I don't want to take too much of your time. Hey, Michael. Mike is here from Boston. That's awesome. Monty is here. Very cool. We already have a bunch of people, so let's just talk about this a little bit, and I'll keep saying hi to a few people as they come in here. Doug is here. James is here. Kian is here. Armando is here from Portugal. Oliver is here, and Danny is here from Indiana. PJ is here. Yes, it is Stein time. That's right. Sean is here. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for being here. Cal is here. David Swanson is here. Reed is here. Carlos. Hello, Carlos. From Puerto Rico. So glad you're here. Tom is here. Chester Brandt from Pennsylvania is here. Joseph from Perth, Scotland. How you doing, bud? Terry is here. Hello, Terry. Henke is here from Amsterdam. Let's see here. Joaquin is here. Germunder is here. Very cool. Tom is here. Mark is here. Thanks, everybody. This is awesome. Thank you so much. I don't want to take too much of everybody's time here, but what we're going to be doing today is next week is going to be the big week where we talk about all kinds of different bends and things like that. But what I wanted to do, thanks very much. Thanks, Rob, for being here. Thank you so much. Doug is here. Very, very cool. I wanted to show you something that this isn't really a big thing, and I don't think it's going to take very much time, but I thought it was really important to talk about if you haven't really thought about this before. Hey, Ganesh. Hey, Sheila. Jay is here from Sioux City. Very cool. So what it is, is we've learned how to do these fundamental basic bends, right? K2 Floyd is here from India. Thank you so much for being here. Felix is here. Oyan? I hope I say that right. Todd is here from Louisiana. Very cool. Cool. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. So what we were talking about is how I could take this bend. I had three basic bends if I was playing. And again, I'm just looking at the A minor pentatonic position, but you could do this anywhere. So we had those three primary bends. And then last week we were talking about how we could attach those bends onto other strings to create unison bends and harmony bends and all kinds of different things like that. What I want to talk to you about today is something that is related to that, but it's a little bit different. If you've never really thought about this before, if you have struggled with visualizing your fretboard, there's a few shortcuts that you can do that can make this easier. So let's say we were in A, like we've been, A minor pentatonic or diatonic or whatever you're thinking, okay? And we find an A, and notice how I'm playing the A with my third finger, right? And there's my bend right there. So. If I was in the pentatonic scale, for instance, and I go up three notes from my root, one, two, three, there's my bend. Or if I go up five notes, one, two, three, four, five, there's my other bend. 
Or if I go up seven notes, even though there's not seven different notes, if I just think of it as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Or I can think of it as my third finger is on the root. So the next three strings on this side, pentatonically, so this note, this note, and this note are all the bends, okay? So if we use that logic and we start looking around the fretboard, even if we don't know all the positions on the guitar of whatever scale we're playing, but if we can find an A or whatever key you're in with our third finger, the same idea is going to apply. Now, the thing you have to understand though is that because the intervals change from string to string in terms of moving this direction, the shapes of the positions change a little bit, right? So if you don't know all your positions, it's going to help you in the long run to know this, but let me just explain to you what I'm saying. So if I was to take this A right here, and I was to go to this A right here, and I think one, two, three, that's where my bend is. See, those are the same notes, right? So if I was making a lick, I could come down here, and I could do the same thing one octave lower. Or if I find an A up here, I could do the same thing there. So if I can find the A with my third finger, I can move around the fretboard and do that, and I can keep going. Like I have an A here at the 12th fret of the fifth string. Okay, now this is where it gets a little weird. If I go to A on the third string of the 14th fret, I can't go, I can't do that. I've got to play the A with my middle finger because again, the interval changes, the distance there, the tuning of that. So you got to use your ear a little bit if you don't know all your positions. And again, just start small and just gonna get used to thinking about this. So if you know your main position here, in the heart of that position, in the gut of that position, And see, those would even be enough, but I'm just gonna keep going here so you can see this. So I have one here. And then I have this one, although it looks a little bit different right here because of the tuning. But you can hear it sounds the same. And then when I get here to the 17th fret, it's just an octave starting all over again. See, it's those three one octave higher. So the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because if you've never really thought about that for, before, that's really powerful without worrying about bends or anything. Because when you start trying to make something up when you're writing a song or you're trying to improvise or whatever, and maybe you don't know all of your positions on your fretboard or you get lost a little bit, whatever the case may be. What's really nice about thinking about this is you can build something and move it around. And of course, once you get comfortable with that, you can start moving. So that's horizontal motion that you can make with your guitar when you're soloing, instead of just thinking about everything moving this direction. You know, if I think about playing, again, that same idea, one, two, three, and then if I move up a whole step and play those two notes, and then go one, two, three, move up, play two notes, and then one, two, three. See, I can connect the whole thing together moving across the guitar this way. So 
So one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, and then of course I run out of strings, but okay. So if that kind of makes sense, that's a great way of being able to just get used to visualizing your fretboard a little bit differently. And be careful of the, what I always call the all or nothing when it comes to life in general, but certainly with guitar playing is, yes, there are multitudes of ways that you can do something on the guitar. This even goes back to bar chords. I was talking to a class of students about bar chords last week, and it's so easy to go, well, this bar chord can be played here and then here and then here and then here and here. And you have all these different places you can play the exact same thing, which is great. But if you're not very good at doing any of them, then the information doesn't really help you because you're better off being really good at something be able to execute something than you are not being able to execute nine things, right? If that makes sense. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far and you're getting motivated to take your guitar playing to the next level. Please do me a favor and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help the show grow and reach more rock stars like you who want to improve their guitar playing. Also, I'd love to know what parts of the episode you liked as well as what you learned. So please share this podcast and tag us at guitarzoom.com on your social post. And now let's get back to the podcast. So think about that a little bit when you're playing this, when you think about like this first position here, even though there's lots of different ways you can visualize and all these different things, just try and get used to thinking about how, how that one little idea can be that down there as well. And then if you want to connect them, you certainly can. But get used to seeing those and then start looking at another one. You know, just kind of move around the fretboard a little bit, trying to see those as best you can. Now, let's take that idea and move it into the realm of the bends, okay? So let's think about this. So if I was here on this A again, and I know if I go one, two, three, I'm on my first bend. Right there, okay? So if I go down to this one, I can do the same thing. But if I bend upward, I'm gonna go off the guitar. So I have to bend toward the floor. Now, for me, the cool thing about bending toward the floor is that they tend to sound, for whatever reason, maybe it's just me, but they tend to sound a little bit more, I wouldn't say exotic, but they don't sound quite as normal as my bends do when I bend toward the ceiling. And it's okay because what I'm doing, you know, you get this kind of cool pole bend like that, which is kind of cool, okay? So I come down here. And then up here, same thing, or here, or here, and again, remember that fingering right there. And then of course they'd start all over in the octaves up there. So if that makes sense, let's keep going here. So now if we go to the next bend, starting with that third finger on the root, so we have one, two, three, four, five notes. That's where the next bend is. So if I went down here and I go one, two, three, four, five. Now again, the shape is gonna change a little bit relative to the interval. So it's nice to know the positions of your pentatonic or whatever scale you're playing, but you can certainly use your ear. But notice how that fourth string there, I gotta move back one fret. 
kind of hear that. So again, that third finger. And again, you get those pulley bends, which sound pretty cool. See, so I'm doing the... See, they're the same thing. They're just in a different spot, and it looks a little different visually because of the tuning of the guitar. But again, if you just use your ears a little bit. Now let's go up to those seven notes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And again, I understand that the pentatonic doesn't have seven notes. I'm just trying to get you to understand here what we're doing. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and there we're on our bend. So if we go down here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, now we're on that bend. And you can decide whether you want to bend them up or down or whatever you want to do. A lot of times when I'm in that position down there, for some reason I just bend them toward the floor, but it doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. And then you get the same things up there. So you can do any of those. I could go up to the 12th fret right here, which is an A. One, two, three. Hey, Willie from Belgium. So there's my one, two, three, four, five. Or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Would this be repeating within scales of the cage system? Well, it all depends, Doug, on how you're looking at your fretboard. I'm not looking at this as a cage system at this point. I'm just looking at this as a repetitive concept on the fretboard. So it depends on how you're looking at it. And like I said earlier, that's the big thing to understand is that it's okay to look at the fretboard from multiple angles. And in my opinion, to see things differently. You might see when you go into this position, you see this. And when you go into this position, you see this or whatever it might be. Or when you're playing a certain phrase or something and you're looking at it from a different perspective. I think that stuff is really nice because it changes up the way that you approach the fretboard, which also changes the way your phrasing sounds. So I think there's always a good thing in being able to do something like that, okay? Should I use a note meter to see if I'm bending to the right note? Well, you gotta train your ear. I mean, even if you were using a note meter, does that mean that you're actually in tune, right? You gotta learn to, like, if you haven't watched the other videos I've done these last few weeks, you should go back and watch those. Because that's really what it's all about is dialing it in. Now, the thing about bending, though, is there are times when you're doing a bend, you want that bend to be absolutely, completely in tune. One million percent. But then there's times when you... When you're doing this other rock and roll bending where it's not really about it being perfectly in tune, it's about the attitude that you're giving that bend. Does that make sense? You got to learn to control all of it. That's what this whole conversation's about, whatever, a month or so we've been doing these things, talking about vibrato and bending and stuff like that. Because so often, and I don't want to go back to those conversations and bore you, but so often players understand the idea of bending and vibrato and those sorts of things, but they haven't really built them to fruition to where when they play them, they're playing them with confidence and with attitude. And so what happens a lot of times is players just don't really do them. They'll do them at home by themselves, but if they get together and jam and stuff, they get nervous and then they don't want to do those. Where for me, they are absolutely essential because they're what make the guitar sound like the guitar is singing or screaming or 
crying or whatever you want to call those things, those are the things that you need in your playing in whatever capacity, right? So think about that a little bit when you're doing this. So that's what I wanted to talk about this week is trying to learn to be able to play bends, but really anything off this one idea in the first position of pentatonic, if you will. Again, it could be any scale, but learning to visualize that and then being able to move that wherever you want to go. So let me give you a complete comprehensive look at this lick. So if I went like this, I could do that here. Do that here. So I'm going from one to two to three. So there's three of them across there. Then I go to the fifth string on the 12th fret there. I've got one there, and then I've got one here on the second and third string. So there's only two there, and then it starts all over. You got the octave. Then you got those octaves. And of course, if you could keep going, you'd have more of those. But that's how it works. It doesn't matter what key you're in, you just shift it wherever you want to go. But the nice thing about learning to visualize that is if you come up with an idea of a lick or a bend or whatever, you can always shift it somewhere else. These shift you octaves, right? From this octave to this octave to this octave. When you go here, you're not changing an octave, but you are changing a position, which might be nice if you want to go into that position. Like, I love moving into some of these other places on the fretboard because they get me inspired to do different things. If I just sit in this one position on the fretboard all the time, sometimes I get bored with just being there. So it's nice to go somewhere else and do something else in whatever place. And of course I can do those primary unison bends or harmony bends or whatever, something like that whatever works for you. So if that makes sense, let's work on that idea for this week. And the reason I wanted to talk about this week is because next week, when we start talking about all of these different kinds of bends, if you've established what we're talking about this week, you'll be able to move those all over the fretboard. Okay. So that's why I wanted to go through this conversation today and then prep us for next week's conversation, which is going to be a really good one. Lots of different, really cool bends that you can use. Okay. So hopefully that helps you a little bit. I hope you have a great week. Stay positive. Keep practicing. If you're looking for any more information, you can always look up my name on YouTube or Facebook or wherever it is. And you can always head over to guitarzoom.com and check out the guitar courses and the memberships that we offer as well. So everybody take care, stay positive, and I'll talk to you all soon. Okay, bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button.